Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Yes, indeed. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here, along with Miss Clapp, back good. after a long beach trip, huh? Yes, I had, a, I had a good time doing that. Well, the weather was so nice. Uh, <laughs> if, you, if you like that, I would have preferred it being a little cooler for Christmas and then have a warmer week afterwards or something, but uh, good it gracious. Did, it so. didn't work that way. No, but, but at least I you could sit it. out and watch the, watch the Inland Waterway and yeah, all of that yeah. stuff. Yes, pretty nice. Brother Rufus is here, former Attorney General and Secretary of State in North Carolina and Deputy Chief Counsel on the Senate Watergate Committee. And uh, let's see, uh, Secretary General of Gardening in North Carolina. Let's uh, see, let's go a little bit more here. What, what else did I? What uh, else cow, did... cow milker from Boone, North Carolina. Uh, you know, okay. where it's probably about ten degrees today. Yeah, I, you know, we spent we spent some time during Christmas week. I was off, and and we and we didn't have a we had a show last week, but we didn't um, we didn't have one the week before on Christmas Day. And that's the first time in a while we haven't had a weekend gardener show. It felt kind of weird not to be in here. But um, so I was off the weekend. We went to Banner Elk and uh, had some time, as I told you last week, I think. Uh, but, but it was warmer. It was warmer. It, we also went to the coast. It was warmer in the mountains than it was at the coast because of the, you know, the oh, wind coming see. off the uh, ocean. Made Ooh. it kind of strange. Yeah, that you feels get on, like. One of those mornings when I was growing up, five thirty, milkless cows. Yeah, Guernsey my father-in-law was a uh, dairy farmer, and he got up at three to do that. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, we, we didn't have it four Guernseys. Yeah, and they we sold it to Coble Dairy. Oh And yeah. I remember them putting the milk jugs out. They would come once a day and pick them up. Of course, was that uh, some folks, some relatives of Congressman Coble? Well, they really were. And they were. Yeah. It was out of Lexington, I believe. Yeah. Congressman Coble was just a fine man he was a all the way around. He really was. I served with him when he was uh, Secretary of the Department of Revenue, and I was Attorney General. Yes. And he was just a consummate gentleman. Yeah. my I think out of all the congressmen my daughter knew when she was working in Washington, she said she liked him the best, except for uh, her boss, Mr. Etheridge. Oh, yeah. But uh, Congressman Eth- uh, Coble was just, just the best, just the best. You could always get him on the phone if, if something you know was going. He didn't serve the triangle, but uh, he knew everything. So we could easily call him. He'd call us back. So we miss him. 919-860-9783, a special, special guest. Uh, Mark Bumgardner is with us. We always love having, having you in, yeah. Mark. Good morning. Yeah, extension agents are the best. They really are. And uh, so we hope, hope – uh, that you had a nice Christmas. We certainly did. It was very quiet, uh, just the family. Um, we actually had an opportunity to go to the beach uh, on New Year's, over New Year's, uh-huh. and went camping out there at oh, Fort wow. Fisher. Oh. Beautiful sunrises and sunsets. Mm, and uh, Camping totally, for me is a three-star hotel. Uh, well, so. I'm telling you, we, we've uh, gotten soft. Instead yeah. of uh, the pup tents and the army, we went to a a pull behind camper, thirty six footer. Oh wow! Okay, well that went slide. Get up and make the fire. That That's serves right. pretty well. Yeah, I'd it say it certainly does. Yeah, doggone. Okay, well I'm glad everybody had a nice uh, 
time. Uh, 919-860-9783. I've got uh, the extension gardener plant toolbox dialed up here on the screen, and uh, that's uh, just a wonderful way, Mart, to, for folks to, if they have information they want about a certain plant, they can certainly find it out there, can't they? They certainly can. i tell you what, I, I, I love that. I, I recommend that to to my customers all the time about the uh, the, the plant uh, uh, toolbox. It's it's just, uh, and they're continually upgrading it and bringing in more um, compatibility and more functionality uh-huh. to, to show weeds even. Uh, so that's kind of kind of cool. And um, I had <laughs> I was looking around trying to think about uh, you know plants that are that are blooming right now. You know, mm-hmm. oh my gosh! And I uh, just happened to look outside uh, at our new office, and uh, we have some. Uh, Japanese apricots that are in bloom, and, oh, I, and I just you know thought it was kind of crazy that they're they're blooming, and then I realized uh, oh oh wait a minute they're supposed to be blooming yeah, this time Prudus, of the year. Prudus <laughs> Mume, I, I I would suspect that they I don't know you think Rufus they they're going to be hurt. Uh, well, I looked the, at mine this weather. morning, and it was it was like uh, one of these Japanese weddings with little petals all over the ground, uh-huh. and it didn't seem to be discolored yet. But but they're dropping off, I think, just because of the, the wind blowing. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, I don't know, camellias and a lot of things blooming right now. Yeah. And uh, most are uh, winter sweet. My winter sweet has been blooming for weeks, and uh, I expect that uh, some of the blooms to be hurt. But it's uh, it's been pretty much in full bloom. And I've I've smelled uh, some prunus, some um, fragrant osmanthus uh, earlier in the week. Definitely. I mean, that's, that's such a great investment. I can't. We can't say it too often that it blooms several times a year. I always associate it with fall, uh, fragrance of fall, but it, it blooms several times mm. a year. So it's a, it's a really good investment and a reliable plant. Uh, a lot of things. A lot of the uh, the um, winter jasmine is blooming. Been blooming along the belt line, and I'm sure in a lot of yards out there, it's uh, evergreen kind of uh, a weeping plant that you'll see in the median out there uh, between, uh, let's see, I guess it's between Six Forks and Glenwood Avenue, maybe farther down than that, but I think right. that's where it is. And uh, that's, a, that's a great plant, too. Good fragrance. Uh, Rufus, has your uh, winter, winter honeysuckle started blooming yet? I, mine hasn't. Not, not quite. Yeah. Not quite. Uh, same here. Mine's, mine's just, it's it's coming. Yeah, it's, it's coming. a little later. Um uh, what about quince? Are you seeing any quince? Out I haven't there? seen any quince. What about yeah, you, Rufus? White, you have several. White, I got white quince blooms. I noticed it yesterday. Uh-oh. And I want to ask you, you and Bart and Ann, I've noticed something in some people's yards that I, to my knowledge, think that it's for Scythia, but it has little bunches, not long, not along the long spindles like you normally see quince. Is there such a thing as a a bundle. There, there are, there are some forsythia. There are some forsythia that uh, like double bloom. Uh, yeah, yeah, and they're they're absolutely beautiful, beautiful. But uh, I've I've not seen the ones that uh, you're referring to, but but I have seen some double blooms uh, forsythia. Correct. Right. Yeah, that's uh, they have uh, forsythia has bloomed some in the last couple of weeks because of the warm weather. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've actually seen, you know, because of the warm weather, it's it's not normal, but yeah. uh, the uh, Laura Pedlum, I mean, I'm seeing some Laura Pedlum second I haven't bloom. seen that. Uh, matter of fact, in my backyard, I'm seeing, you know, 
the the fringe beautiful purple fringe at the bottom it's just in certain spots on the yeah. on the shrub so it's well, not the whole thing it was uh you know those two weeks there of warm oh, weather gosh, that's crazy brought yeah. a lot of stuff out but uh, and a lot of the bulbs are are blooming right and don't forget about the witch hazel out there yeah i haven't uh, i've i've got a small witch hazel i planted a couple of years ago in my landscape but most unusually sh- shaped plant Rufus, do you have a witch hazel in your yard? I I used to call uh, <laughs> something I thought was witch hazel witch hazel, but it's what what you mentioned a while ago the the uh, uh, of what what's what Edgeworthia? No, winter you, winter honeysuckle. Well, winter, winter honeysuckle. Yeah, they All well right. yeah they. Uh, they look pretty different, actually. <laughs> the, the, the uh, witch hazel has kind of lacy, lacy little right. uh, bright yellow or bright orange. Usually, uh, the winter honeysuckle has white, white blooms, yeah. like the like the regular honeysuckle, but they're they're not shaped the same. Much right. smaller blooms. Well, and, now that was about thirty years ago when I yeah that. okay. I want you to know. Well, they uh, they're they're very striking. They're varieties that. Arnold's Promise, is that one of the witch hazels? Mm, I'm not familiar with that. At any rate, I don't know, I may be mixing it up. Some, there's a, a winter hazel, too, uh, I believe, that uh, that blooms. But you mentioned Edgeworthia, the Chinese right. paper plant. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, <laughs> Phil Campbell was on with us last week, and uh, the three of us couldn't remember the word <laughs> the word Edgeworthia last uh, week. So I guess it's stuck in my mind this week. But that's a, that's a wonderful plant, and it's... It shows up long before it blooms, really. Those little weeping right. bells. Yeah, well, I, I was at a client's house, and um, I looked off to the side. We were about uh, 20 feet away, and, and I said, what is that? And you know, Because I, I saw the bell hanging. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and it, there were no leaves and everything. And so uh, she said, oh, that's Edgeworthy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I can see it now. I just, yeah. uh, I, I just didn't recognize it from a distance. I call it the chandelier plant. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I buy that. Yep. So. Well, now, let's don't leave out the hellebore. I've got. I've oh got, yeah. Got oh, hellebore gosh. blooming right now. Really? I've yes. not seen. Mine's not started blooming yet. I'm excited. I'm gonna have to go and. Well, Rufus has a, has them all over his his. Well, I'm gonna have so. something blooming out there somewhere. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've stuck them everywhere you can because. You how are you gonna have too many hellebore? Well, Except you gotta hear, have, you gotta have not, shade. I hear a lot. I hear a lot <laughs> yeah. of people fuss about them getting over into their. They call it the good stuff. Well, right. I, I think hellebore are good things myself. I do too. I do too. Now, what what variety do you have? The you have the the Asian the the purple color the every color you, you can got, think yeah. of in the world. Most of them are pretty muted colors, yeah. but there are yeah. some newer ones that don't really reproduce. Yeah, and that's 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 a shame. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> that's sure, all I can say. I'm sure somebody will come up with, with you know, something you, like you, that. You see a you see a beautiful. Uh, hellebore there and it's you know beautiful orange or, or pinkish uh you know teal or whatever and right um and you say gosh i'd like to be able to move that or you know i'd like to get some offspring off of that guy and it and you you look around and start digging around in the soil and you can't find anything so like, gosh yeah. you know how do you split this i don't know mm. i have to do some research <laughs> right but i think most most of the uh, hellebores that you're going to see blooming are are going to be kind of a muted color a pink a white uh, I don't know. What else? They're streaky. I have some, a lot of them that are streaks of white and, and pink and light blue. And Oh, I haven't seen those. 
you know, my mother was uh, complaining, and she said, uh, you know, I never get, you know, these baby hellebores. How come you've got so many at your house? I said, well, I just, I don't blow all my leaves away like you do. Wow. <laughs> she has somebody come in and, you know, clean yeah. the yard up. And, you know, and I, it just I, I never have understood that. Uh, we we don't, you know, some leaves, if they're if they're on the grass, I I blow them into the, I try to blow, the, blow them into natural areas, but I don't, don't want to get rid of them. That's right. I mean, you leave leaves in certain areas and they make great mulch over time. But there's, you know, people make these huge piles out on the streets, and I've I've even seen people who don't have grass who have a natural area, a grove of trees, and they blow the leaves out of the grove of trees, and you've that's got bare crazy. dirt, and that's just <laughs> eroding. See, I I love to to blow my leaves into a big pile, and then I'll take the lawnmower and reduce them and break them break yeah, them up and yeah, cut them yeah, up, yeah, mulch them up, and then once I do that, then I collect them. I put them use the vacuum and vacuum it up with the the lawnmower and I take them to an area and I, I put a big pile of it. Yeah. And so uh, when it, as the as the I use I have a compost bin that I've got going on, um, and so I, I throw a couple scoops of leaves on top. I add the browns from the leaves onto that the, the chopped up leaves uh, to to my compost. Uh, you know for the, the scraps, the food waste scraps. And yeah. Stuff. Right. I keep it wet and so forth. And so you know I've got some beautiful beautiful dark soil in my yard uh, due to that. Um, that compost that I'm making from those leaves. Yeah. So, yeah. Don't. Uh, I'm, I'm like you. I don't don't waste anything. No. No. Don't don't please don't rake them off of a natural area. Just leave those. They'll they'll disintegrate at, at some point anyway. Um, I usually put pine straw. I'm, I'm from down east, so I like pine straw. I have uh, if I don't have enough pine straw with the trees I have, I bring in pine straw because that that looks nice to me. Uh, but. Leave the leaves. Leave the leaves. <laughs> yeah. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Uh, what's going on with the extension service in Orange County? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> yeah, well, I was eventually going to going to at some point. Well, uh, coming up, we have a, the Ag Summit is coming up uh, in February. That's probably the first thing that uh, is going on. And the Ag Summit, uh, initially we were, um, we're, we were planning to, to have it in person, and it was going to be on um, – on Valentine's Day, however, y'all uh, have summit talks. Well, we do. <laughs> I mean, uh, are they con- about, are they contentious? Uh, no, nope, oh, okay. they're not. Uh, it's basically the, uh, the 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 situation, the agricultural situation, and the updates and so forth oh, uh, okay. in the county. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've gotcha. been holding it for uh, I think uh, this. I can't remember the number of years, but uh, quite a few years. I think this is the tenth or eleventh or twelfth or thirteenth uh, year we've had it. Um, but it's going to be Zoom this year. I think we're moving to a Zoom platform. Uh, instead of one day, we're going to do it like last year. It's going to be over a three-day period. Okay. Because uh, you just can't sit in front of a computer for, for six hours. That's just no, crazy. No, I don't, I don't think so you can. So we we're going to try to split it up, and we've got different uh, speakers. Um, and it's going to start at 8.30 in the morning to 11.30 uh, with breaks in between. But um, – uh, it's, we're excited about that. That's going to be on the 15th through the 17th of February. Okay. Um, I'm excited about a pruning workshop going to happen in uh, January, January the 25th. And if you're interested, uh, we're going to be pruning uh, apples and pears. And we've got figs out there. Ooh. And we've got blueberries and blackberries. And this is going to be a hands-on for our clients that are, that are interested. And, and if you're interested, go to the uh, Orange County website. 
and uh, uh, sign up, register for that. Uh, there, it's a, it is a $10 uh, charge for that, but uh, we've got a limited number. And uh, due to COVID, we're asking you you bring bring and be prepared to wear your mask. We're going to social distance, and right. you can take your mask off when you're, you know, if you're not in close proximity. But um, we're still going to, you know, uh, ask you to please bring your mask. Um, and we're going to teach teach people how to prune, and then we're going to let them do it. Well, we uh, we had someone call last weekend. I think a gentleman called about uh, a peach tree. Maybe I don't know. I think, it was yes. Uh, but we also also discussed pruning a little bit. I think he was having some problems for, with maybe boars or something. Oh, right. Because, yeah. you know, they aren't real happy here with this clay soil. But um, it's, a, it's a real art. You go to really these peach is. groves down, down in the sand hills, and uh, it's very artsy. <laughs> well, you know, you talk about an open center. Yeah, that's one of those things with peaches that you want to have: ne- peaches and nectarines. Right. Um, and and um, these new uh, the Asian persimmons, you can have something called a modified open, uh, which is kind of an interesting concept, but uh, to provide more fruit. But uh, we're really excited about this uh, this pruning workshop on the twenty fifth of January. So that's just around the corner. Um, so please. Uh, Go to the site. Uh, you have to sign up on Eventbrite if you're interested in attending that. And we'll provide the uh, actual location um, one, to the ticket holders once they've signed up for that. Excellent. All right. Uh, we've got a plant sale coming up. Uh, it's it's not until October, but we're in the planning stages. But it's going to be fabulous. So have you ever had one before? We have. We okay. have. But this one's going to be head and shoulders above the plant sales we've had in the past. This is, we're planting, it's called, the, the theme is going to be planting for diversity. And we're, not only are we talking about, about uh, biodiversity, we're talking about community diversity. So, uh, so we're trying to bring in, uh, we're thinking, as we're planning, we're bringing in people uh, that have different food groups and, uh, you know, to demonstrate cooking techniques maybe, or uh, showing, uh, for example, Asian vegetables, uh, how to use an Asian vegetable, because many people don't know how to cook, you know, uh, certain types of things. For example, who would think of of eating a um, a loofah, a loofah gourd? Oh, good heavens. Is that and, like a loofah? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, I mean, they make fantastic soup, but uh, many people don't know that. Yeah. So uh, I mean, that's so planning for diversity. Um, our uh, our uh, North Carolina farm school is uh, beginning next uh, month. Uh, excited farm about that. school. The farm school. That's right. It teaches new farmers the business the business side of farming. Oh wow. Okay. So you wouldn't think about that. But, uh, uh, boy, that's oh, it. That's, uh, that, that, that is what is missing the most of all. And right in front of you, that little computer you've got. How do you farm now without one of those? Yeah, you true. can't. I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, the, everything your record keeping. I mean, from uh, small farms, uh, you know, small farms. You know, the the uh, market farms is what they're calling them. Or market farms uh, are creating these CSAs um, where they have food boxes, and this is that's how they manage them electronically uh, through uh, comp, you know computers and stuff. So uh, anyway, uh, we're also looking at uh, having a, a, um, an applicator's uh, landscape and uh, private applicators uh, continuing education sometime in March or April. Uh, don't have that on the calendar yet, but uh, that's something that we're looking at doing. So, so if you're interested in that, you need some continuing education credits, uh, keep an eye on our website, and we'll definitely 
That's uh, for pesticides. That's for pesticides. Yeah. That's correct. Okay. Uh, and then I wanted, also wanted to say one other thing. Uh, in Orange County, they've got a, a shot clinic for the COVID uh, vaccines Ooh. that are held at the Extension office. It's, it's being held. Uh, they just recently changed the date, uh, the, the days of the week. It's on a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 9 to 5. So uh, if you need a shot, uh, it's a walk-in basis. Uh, Orange County uh, Cooperative Extension uh, office. Uh, it's uh, right now. Google is having an issue with uh, locating us. They don't know where, know our address. So uh, what I tell people, it's the, if you Google the Bonnie Bonnie B Davis Ag Environmental Building um, in Hillsboro, you'll find it. Uh, and it's brand new. It is. It's so yeah. brand new. And we are literally across from the Department of Motor Vehicles, the Driver's License Bureau. Uh, there in Orange, in, in Hillsboro. But you don't have to wait. For a long line somewhere. Uh, yeah, but you don't right. have to wait in line to go to the Ag now, Extension uh, That's right. So. The, the long lines, I look out my window and I can see the people wanting to get driver's license and they're lined up. You're right. Oh, absolutely. But, uh, we we have some lines uh, for shots, but uh, it's it's not, the lines are not quite as long as the driver's license yeah. lines. All right. But, uh, that's kind of what's going on in Hillsboro. Well, you've got a bunch going on there. We you, do. You, we certainly You're a busy, busy, uh, busy, busy colonel. <laughs> That's right. Uh, former lieutenant colonel. That's correct. And uh, the U.S. Army. Ranger? Yes. Okay. Airborne? Yep. Airborne. <laughs> All right. Tough guy. We need, a, we need a bouncer on the weekend gardener crew. Do we, do we not? Well, yeah. we have Joe the bouncer. We have Joe the bouncer, who I haven't seen in a while. I hope, I know. hope they're I mean, okay. Joe, you, you need to be... Uh, communicating with us, I'll, I'll have my phone on, and I want to know how you and, and Mrs. Bouncer are doing. Well, if they're if they're uh, up north uh, in one of their houses, they're they're getting snow, or they they've gotten some snow. That snow that came through DC area. So glad we missed that. Hopefully, the mountains got uh, got enough to get the skiers to make the skiers happy. I think they will be today. Oh, I do too. Yeah. That's uh, that's tough. When we were up there, there were people skiing at Sugar Mountain and and Beach Mountain. But uh, Sugar Mountain, you could see off in the distance the snow that they had made looked kind of skimpy. They they uh, there were definitely some spots that you didn't want to hit when you're going down the hill. <laughs> uh, <laughs> kind of slushy. Yeah, you might come to a halt uh, faster than you want yeah. to. Well, All right, nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three nine one nine eight six zero WPTF. You're listening to The Weekend Gardener. More coming up on WPTF. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're back on WPTF at 838. Mike Rayley here along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston. Mart Bumgardner, extension agent in Orange County, is with us. And we have somebody from Carborough, Patrick. Good morning, Patrick. Well, hey, good morning, gang. Thank you for starting off the new year right. Yeah, happy new year to you. Hello, Patrick. Yeah, you're motivating me, and thank you, uh, Orange County. Uh, you're absolutely right. Yesterday, uh, I did give COVID vaccines at the uh, Agricultural Center. Oh, good. Uh, Davis Center. And he's absolutely right. No lines, folks. Just go in there. All right. Uh, and I'll get to my question on my plants here in just a minute. But yeah. since you've got Rufus. Well, he uh, he's not in. He's uh, had to take a call. You know, he's... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, he knows senators and congressmen and everybody. So he's, he's, uh, he's not in here right now. Um, oh, ask your sure. question, and uh, then maybe he'll be back in here. 
All right, good. Now, all my hysteria, it's blooming. It's beautiful, light pink, and the, the blooms are absolutely gorgeous. But the minute they, they, they open up, the squirrels are tearing those blooms apart. Is there anything- <laughs> now, now, what plant is this again? I'm sorry. Uh, I, said, I just said hysteria. I didn't mean that. The ones you were talking about blooming uh, earlier on the first segment of the show. Uh, the, the camellias? Prunus mume, the apricot. Oh, the, yeah. Edgeworthia? Edgeworthia. Um, Versithia. Versithia. Uh, Versithia. Uh, no, it's the camellias that are blooming. The camellias, yeah. yeah. Yes. And the squirrels, as soon as they get out, and I've got a beautiful window wall where I have all these plants, and as soon as they bloom, the squirrels climb up and just tear the blooms apart. Right. Yeah, they're 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 just foraging for food. Uh, you know, um, it could be deer, <laughs> or else they're wanting they're wanting a hot cup of tea. You know, you know, uh, the tea uh, camellia tea, uh, tea camellia is is where the source of of, uh, of tea. <laughs> I've got one. Rufus, uh, I think Rufus you know, has I one. Never, I, I never thought about the deer being that close to the house, but I'll yeah. bet you that's it. Yeah. Right, but okay. uh, yeah, and especially in Carborough, I'll tell you, uh, you you guys have have some deer that are just brazen. Uh, you can walk out and pet them almost. They're, they they just come right up to the side of the house and right. walk right through. They're just uh, almost tame. There's so many of them down there. Okay, well, good. I don't want to mess with them because uh, I do enjoy watching them come through the yard. So, all right, little sacrifice that I can give them. Uh, right. Rufus is back with us. Good. Now, now I got a, a, just a real quick story. I don't want to take anybody else's time, but to give you your international perspective, I was in uh, Dublin, Ireland, uh, just right before the COVID, and uh, I was at a book signing for Danny Reardon, who's a, an international actor and author in Ireland. Right. And you sign in, and of course I sign in from, and I actually live in Raleigh. And uh, this master of ceremonies yells out, where's the lad from North Carolina? Oh, wow. (laughs) I introduced myself, and he said, do you recognize me? And I said, no, sir, but I understand that you were a retired senator for Ireland. He said, no, sir, you should recognize me. I am your honorary attorney general bestowed on me by Rufus Edmiston at WPTF Radio. <laughs> oh, my goodness sakes, alive. Golly. <laughs> well, how In wonderful. I, I'm, I'm trying to think when that might have occurred. Maybe that's when Michael went over there. No, I didn't well, go to that side. I, I went to the west Ireland. side. I didn't go to the east side of uh, Ireland. Yeah, he was, uh, he was giving a talk on something of Ireland yeah. for St. Patrick's Day here. Yes, he was here. Studio. And, uh, and and Rufus came in and, and uh, presented him as the honorary attorney general. Well, <laughs> you know, gracious goodness, that uh, that's that is very interesting. We've gone international, Rufus. Yeah, I, oh, I and, must have put uh, the I must have put the paper on him. Yeah, it, well, yeah, you put the paper on him, and then they were asking me for the websites and everything uh, because he there he says now what what is the attorney general charging with the day? He says he's a big boisterous man. <laughs> <laughs> No, well, you no. know, you, you <laughs> know the Rufus. gentleman you speak of uh, is is in good company because Elvis also bestowed uh, honorary attorney general on Elvis, I believe. Yes, I did, and his last appearance in North Carolina, yeah, in the Benton Convention Center. No, the well, the one in Greensboro there. Yeah, yeah, the, the uh, Coliseum. And uh, I, I gave one one time to Loretta Lynn, and about two years ago, a lady came up to me and she said I was in. Is it Hurricane? Uh, Mills, Mills, where yeah, she lives, in Tennessee. Yeah, said I saw on the wall of Loretta Lynn's 
Museum and honorary Attorney General from Rufus <laughs> Adamsville. <laughs> you're you're all over the place, Rufus. Yeah. It's now you're in Dublin. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, it is good. It was, and, and he, he just he, he talked about how hospitable we were and everything. And I went, I came here for a book signing, and I'm hearing nothing but you know the travel uh, options for Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah, home folks. <laughs> Oh gosh, that is so wonderful! I am so glad you uh, shared that with us, and Patrick. The pride of having that was just beautiful. I bet and, so. And you guys are entertaining, and thank you very much. You're keeping me motivated in the garden. And uh, and Lieutenant Colonel, we know Rangers lead the way. Amen. Right. Oh. Amen. Hoo ah, hoo ah. righty, I'll let the deer have their foresting and. Uh, Again, thank you very much for the show. It's, uh, well, thank you very much. All right, Patrick. Yeah, thank thanks you. for being a part of thanks. it. Thanks. How about that? Well, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad to be known in, in foreign lands. Absolutely. Well, I'm sure you are. You you drove a Ferrari in Italy. I certainly did. You were one of your clients. So I was uh, thinking a while ago, I used to help lead these mission economic development trips, and we were in uh, Japan one time, and for some reason – Folks over there couldn't say Rufus, so it was Lufus this <laughs> and Lufus that. Lufus, right. <laughs> L- L- Lufus and Rinda. We, uh, Rinda. Rinda. <laughs> when, we were in, when we were in Ireland uh, in 18, 2018, they called us Mr. and Mrs. Raleigh. Oh, yes. That's the way they pronounce it there. You know, so Walter mm-hmm. Raleigh, um, actually, at some point, an old English spelled his name in a lot of different ways, but he spelled it R-A-L-E-Y. At a certain point, too. But right. anywhere, uh, oh, interesting. Yeah. We could start doing that if you'd like. Mr. Raleigh? Mr. Raleigh? Uh, yeah. Mr. I'm not Mr. Raleigh. Nelson, Nelson, <laughs> Nelson, Nelson could say Raleigh? Who? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Nicholas in Winston-Salem. Thanks so much for, for waiting, Nicholas. How can we help you? Hey, good morning. Um, that's a great story. I've enjoyed hearing Yeah, you, but, me uh, too. I have a problem with an invasive plant which I believe is alum. Is it alum? has a heart-shaped green leaf and some oh, arum. orange. Arum. Arum. Come out. <laughs> arum. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Uh, what about that? Help me out. <laughs> Get on your knees and start pulling. <laughs> the, the problem I you have is... And I have dug. I even uh, took the bottom layer of soil, uh, put it in a a pan and then put it over my uh, fire uh, to try and kill this stuff and darn if it's not back in the past couple of weeks. Right. So so where where is the problem? Is it is it in your flower bed or where is it? It's in a vegetable bed, yes. Um, yeah, that fortunately it's fairly constrained, but it's uh, we're worried because it's supposed to be toxic to dogs and our dog is out in the yard. So well, I, I'll, I will tell you from from experience, uh, I've I've got got kind of the same problem as well. I see it popping up all the time. the the The, the issue is that it has a little tuber um, that just the smallest little piece can can make a a, a new plant. So yeah. when you're pulling those guys up, you, if you don't get the tubers, you're not going to get you know you're not going to get good control. And so what I do is I, I you know every time I see a new leaf, I'll just pull it out of the ground. Um, and I recognize that it may may regrow. Um, you know, you could use a, a you could use a, a systemic uh, herbicide if you if you needed to, and just 
uh, they actually have these uh, roll on like a looks like a deodorant stick for for um, for Roundup. And I don't know if you've seen those or not, where you you apply it oh. just to the leaf. Um, and okay. you could you could try something like that, or you could wear gloves, and you could put a, you know dip you know dip a, a sponge or something in something like a, a glyphosate as a as a control measure, um, and and wipe that. I think Ann used to talk about using a paintbrush or something, yeah. small yeah. paintbrush and, and Roundup for yeah. for things, okay. painting leaves. Okay. Uh, but. Yeah. But other than that, um, but from we we have a dog, and and of course uh, every dog is different. <laughs> but uh, our our dog doesn't mess with it. We've got it all over, uh, and and I just uh, have come to to tolerate it. I will pull it up whenever I transplant. I try to pull up all the tubers that I can can find. But I'm ta- telling you, there's some some that are so small, the size of like pencil lead, uh, and and yeah. maybe a piece an inch long is is enough to to have a new plant uh, in the spring. So, Rufus, you ever had any I've problems? With- look, I've gone through there looking for the tubers and, and tried to do that, but obviously I'm not getting them all. So, yeah. Uh, well, I've had that problem. I I have it in the jonquil beds, uh, but I, I, I just pay no attention to it there because they're going to come up on out of it anyway. Yeah, yeah. I fortunately don't have it in, in the flower garden. I have. Well, those are some uh, good suggestions. Thank you. I have lots and lots of creeping Johnny. <laughs> yes, I, that's I've got actually I planted some so it'll go across a, a, a hang down across a, a, a brick some brickwork to kind of cover it up. So you have Johnny instead of Jenny. Oh yeah, I, I, I don't know what the real name of it is, but it's yeah, it's quite something. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, Nicholas, I hope that helps. Yeah, it's got to give us some new ideas. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening, and please call us again. Okay, thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Yes, sir. Bye. Right, good luck, John. All Nicholas. right. Uh, 919-860-9783. There, there's Italian Aram and uh, Aram uh, macula, Maculatum. So uh, one of, one of the, uh, the Italian Arams is called Cuckoo's Pint. What? <laughs> well, that's what it says on the Extension Gardener Plant Toolbox. Uh, so, uh, look it up. Look it up. Yes, uh, you can. You can look up Aram and see if it's in your landscape. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. You know, every season is different uh, and present challenges for health and safety of your automobile. Oh, King's Auto Service is is there and has been for well since 1946 to to help you and uh, to um, you know kind of rescue you I guess from from the problems you have. One thing you can do and one thing that King suggests is to be proactive and do a little maintenance on your car. You know the the cold weather effects. Oh, it affects a lot of things. Uh, you, you know, the battery, of course, the belts. The hoses, fluid levels, check the antifreeze, tread depth on your car, especially if you're uh, heading up through Virginia (laughs) (laughs) on a a snowy day or any place else. King's Auto Service is there to help you with preparation. For those currently having a a hybrid vehicle of some type, Toyota, Prius, some some type of a hybrid vehicle. Certified hybrid technicians at King's are ready to diagnose and give you available options 
for high-voltage battery pack replacements for less than the dealer will charge for replacement. This usually occurs around 150,000 miles. That's, a, that's an average. They can go for much longer. Call Kings on Monday and schedule a courtesy battery analysis for that. And think about Kings for any purpose with your automobile, maintenance, or to fix it. King's Auto Service and King's Correct Lube. Yeah, you can get an oil change there pretty quickly. Easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. King's Automotive Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. More of the Weekend Gardener straight ahead here on WPTF. listening to the longest running gardening show on the radio it's the wptf weekend gardener with mike ann and rufus okay we're back got about three minutes to talk about persimmon pudding because because uh mart just uh, brought some and and has shared it with us and we've been been eating eating what do you think of it rufus it would make a bulldog break a logging chain (laughs) (laughs) it is so good now i have had persimmon pudding before but it's not a thing you get when I grew up. I don't know why. Hmm. So this this is a treat. It sure is a treat. And, that uh, is good. Thanks so much. A uh, couple of minutes. Uh, you have a tree. But well, this is the Japanese. This is this is the Asian. Well, Asian, persimmon. yeah. Yeah, and and I was just curious if we could make persimmon pudding from from Asian persimmons because yeah. uh, I'd only had it from American persimmons, and, and you know they have a lot of seeds, yeah. and so the only time you can can produce it in in America uh, is after the frost when the when the fruit actually starts dropping. Um, and that's because they're a stringent variety in the, the American. And they're big too. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. the uh, the American persimmons are relatively small. Right. They're probably about an inch and a half, uh, two inches in uh-huh. diameter. Um, so the, the Asian, I was trying to, I was really curious how, how to do it. So I, I basically let them uh, get really soft, almost uh, rotting. I mean, they're not quite that, but very yeah. soft. And then I put right. them through a colander and rendered the pulp, and then uh, mixed it to the recipe and. And that's what we've got. What's in uh, what's it's in the got, recipe? Uh, it's got persimmons, obviously, flour, milk, uh, eggs, sugar, uh, nutmeg, cinnamon, vanilla flavoring. It's absolutely fabulous. No whiskey. No whiskey. No whiskey. <laughs> that, that may be a, a pour over the top. <laughs> that that's something to consider next time. But uh, it, it proves that you can make uh, make a persimmon pudding with Asian persimmons. Well, you can go by the Extension Service in Orange County or contact uh, Mart if you want his recipe. It's like Ask Your Neighbor all over again. That's right. Absolutely. I'd love to share it. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up here on WPTF. We'll talk to the folks at the State Farmer's Market and you.